and welcome to another episode of XOXO, Amanda and Becky Talk About Gossip Girl. I'm Amanda. I'm Becky. Um, Before we begin, I just want to address the ambient noise that you are hearing on my end of the recording tonight. Um, Something that I need to do in order to get any work done is um, have my boyfriend take me to work at Starbucks with him, and I spend eight eight to eight and a half hours here, uh, doing work. And, um, so anyway, I am at Starbucks now doing this recording. Anyway, just wanted to address that up front, more of the high quality sound (laughs) design that, uh, you all listen to this podcast for, of course. For the avant-garde sound design. <laughs> that is the most generous way to describe. <laughs> I mean, it is- we're innovators of sound. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy! Anyway, um, today we're talking about season four, episode twelve. The kids are not all right. What did you think of this episode overall? I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was truly fine. Fine, yes. Okay. Like, it wasn't good and it wasn't bad, I thought. I thought this episode, like, stressed me out more than normal. But also, I just, like, hate all... The thing about this show is that I always think, like, worse things are going to happen to them than than do happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except when, like, Chuck got shot. <laughs> Apart from that, that was like pretty bad in reality. What do you? What is the face you're making right now? Well, I am eating and trying not. <laughs> I do have a Talenti container full of candy. Oh man! <laughs> I'll put it away. I'm gonna get heavy. Never who Never microwave one of those. No, I did once, and it was a mistake. Um, okay, <laughs> super. So you guys never. At first, I thought you meant a Talenti container full of candy. I'm like, why would I microwave <laughs> candy? As one does, <laughs> because because you like your candy to be warm <laughs> or hot. <laughs> what if someone's favorite food was like hot candy? It's so gross. <laughs> it's just like evokes like candy like sitting in a car like just oh. forgotten about amazing oh woof 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 okay so the episode starts out and serena made apparently has failed to find the judge that oversaw the case with ben and if she wanted to go find him to, like, get Ben out of prison, I feel like there's a more legitimate way to go about this whole process than, like, personally accosting the judge. I'm Not that I'm a legal scholar, but this seems like perhaps not the most efficient or legitimate way to deal with this situation. You know what's staggering, honestly, is the fact that there are, like, virtually no lawyers on this show. When in that reality, is staggering, yeah. When in reality, these people are so rich, they must know a million lawyers. They must... It's... 
it's unbelievable that they're not constantly consulting lawyers. That should be like the primary plot point on this show. Also that no one is a lawyer is odd. That's also true. There are no lawyers. No one's like dad is a lawyer. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. We just have like Rufus and like and like teen businessmen. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. So we've got a doctor, which is Serena and Eric's dad. Oh yeah, um, Stephen Baldwin or whatever. Yes, the one of the Baldwin. One of the Baldwin. A lesser, a lesser Baldwin. Um, you've got um, what does um, what's his name do? Eleanor's husband. Oh, you know, he's maybe a... No, he's a lawyer. He's, like, an entertainment lawyer, right? Is he? I thought so. Maybe. I think we should see more of him. He's also a great character. <laughs> he's a little refreshment. He's a little, ah, at the end of a hard day. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> Just, like, my talenti full of candy. Absolutely. Or this refreshing cup of tea. Ooh. (laughs) That sounds horrible right now because it's, like, still humid here. (laughs) It's so cold in this Starbucks. It's 80, it was 87 degrees outside, but it's, like, 64 degrees in this Starbucks. (laughs) What the fuck? It's always so cold in here. (laughs) They're, like, getting you ready for the long winter. (laughs) Seriously, all year. Jesus. Um... Okay, so basically, Serena could not find the judge. Blair, I want to address something that Blair... So Blair walks into (sighs) Serena's room, and she goes like, oh, I didn't realize you were hanging out. She sees a cowboy hat and says, I didn't realize you were hanging out with Taylor Swift or something. (gasps) And just like the idea that this, this episode came out in an era in which Taylor Swift was wearing cowboy hats is like... Also, that now Blake Lively and Taylor Swift are good friends. That's a good point, too. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I know. Now what would it be? It'd be like... What? I don't even know. Does Taylor Swift, like, have, like, a look currently? She has, like, a lot of, like, clouds in her, like, aesthetic. Um, It's sort of like a sophisticated Lisa Frank. (laughs) That's an interesting way to describe Taylor Swift's look. Uh, sure. Sophisticated. I mean, I cannot Frank. stand Taylor Swift. I find her extremely irritating, so. I love her. That's shocking. I know, I'm just kidding. I think it's incredible that Taylor Swift doesn't know what the word shade means. Does she not? Have you heard her new song, um... No. You need to calm down. No. She sings, it's like this gay anthem, but also it's about how people were mean to her online. And she Ooh, has this, this is very Macklemore. It's, ex- it's very Macklemore. It's very much like, thank you, Taylor Swift, for my gay rights. Yeah, remember when Macklemore was like, I'm not gay, but it's okay if you are. <laughs> Those are the lyrics. There's a, she, she has the lyric, Shade never made anybody less gay. What? 
talking about like bigots, she thinks that shade means like hate speech, which is not what shade means. I was gonna say, I feel like shade definitely makes people more gay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Also, so I never listened to that song. What was it called? Like me? It was like me. Oh, that song is horrible. I've never heard it, but I think I saw on Twitter or something. You know the music from Austin Powers? So it's like do 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 and somebody had just like edited the music video with that music in the background. And it's just like people like dancing like in zoot suits with like umbrellas opening. It was so good. I was like, oh, I just gotta believe that this is what that song sounds like. It's so the first time I heard it, I was like, "Is this a joke?" Wait, and what like, does it sound like? Can you do? Can you do a little ditty of it? For I'm me? not gonna sing it in the Starbucks right now. If we were, if I was at home, I would sing it. But I'm not this is how you're gonna get found at the Starbucks in Fargo, North Dakota. I don't think so. <laughs> Singing a, a Taylor Swift song that no one ever listened to. Um, okay, I'm sorry. So yeah, Taylor Swift's hat. We're literally not her hat. We're this. We're going on minute ten of this episode, and we have literally gotten uh, twenty seconds into the episode. <laughs> we got a lot to catch up on. You're not wrong. So we also get in this scene where Serena's explaining what happened with the judge. We also get foreshadowing of. Um, Blair's future relationship with Dan, which I'm very upset about. Uh, nothing makes me angrier. Like, what a... It's just like they ran out of people to, like... Combos? Yeah, they exactly. They ran out of combos. But you know who they could have used together? Eric and no. Dan. <laughs> no, no. But you're close. What, Dan and Nate? Of course. I'm so angry. Okay. Um, so, Chuck comes home from New Zealand. He has not been able to find Jack. And he calls Nate, who is dealing with the captain. Um, the captain is, like, partying and playing, like, Wii tennis or something with two... Not maids, but, like, sexy women in maid costumes. (laughs) I think that they might actually be maids. I think they, the idea is that we're supposed to think that they're maids, but, like, those women are not maids. Just like the two two women sitting in Chuck's limo are not flight attendants. They're sexy women dressed in flight attendant costumes. With one of her, one of her, uh, one of those women's breasts overfloweth. (laughs) I didn't clock that. Her tits were out there for the world. And I was like, oh, okay. I respect the hustle. Um, um, okay, also, I couldn't tell if it was, like, I watched this episode on my computer, and I couldn't tell if it was just the fact that, like, that computer is much nicer, or if... Did the production value of the show go up, like, a million percent between last episode and this episode? I don't think so. I was like, this episode looks amazing. And then I realized, like, at the end, I was like, is it just because my this computer is, like, much nicer? I was like, the colors and the, the, 
the, the cinematography. And I was like, no, that's probably not it. I don't think so. The, fa- the face you're giving me is like, have you lost your fucking mind? Um, let's see. What else is happening? Oh. <laughs> We're both like, whatever. Okay, so basically... Um, Chuck went to go find Jack to, like, deal with Bass Industries, but he couldn't find him. Um, so he's just back in New York. The captain is just, like, a fucking hot mess. He's, like, a bum, basically. He's yes. very the captain. And is he's, most the captain of ways. Yes, absolutely. So interesting that the captain had to have his head shaved, and yet Ben did not. Oh, yeah, that's odd. Why did he shave his <laughs> I don't know. That's what they do to you when you go to prison. Maybe it was so, like... No, I don't know. Um, Dan is being weird with Serena. Oh, my God. And then they go to this family brunch that apparently Lily was not supposed to be at. And then Serena's pissed. And there's, like, so much food on the table, first of all. I don't know if you clocked this. I did. Well, what's so interesting is that, like, Dan and Serena show up, and everybody already has food in front of them, as if the meals have been ordered. Yes. And they all get up. Literally, they're sitting together for 20 seconds before yeah. things implode. Yes. So. I mean, if I had to interact with Lily ever, I would want to, like... Never, not that I ever want to have brunch, but like this just looks like a nightmare. Having brunch with Lily and Rufus and Eric and Dan, oh, yeah, it would be rough. It would be very rough. Another kind of storyline that we have to deal with in this episode is um, Blair and Dan are both trying to get internships. Dan wants an internship with like some kind of a magazine, like a literary magazine I was or gonna something. Say, I was going to say a generic writer. <laughs> yeah, but not the writer that he worked with in high school who was like, get his secrets. And was like an alcoholic, maybe. Um, I don't remember. I literally, the only thing I remember about that episode <laughs> is that, that screen grab I took that was like... It was like Charlie Trout. <laughs> Charlie Trout. <laughs> Wait, no, but the best part was I think that was one of the actors who was on Twin Peaks, and then he would like drink at a bar, and like Dan would like come and be like, I like, rewrote my essay. Dan is such a sad sack. <laughs> um, and then Blair is trying to get an interview with like. Forbes's sixth most powerful woman in the world for like no reason. <laughs> and while she's like scheming, Eleanor is just like casually like, oh, you can be an intern for me. And Blair's Don't like, Don't do no. it. She's like, never. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Chuck <coughs> apparently figures out that the company that's buying Bass Industries is like, Thorpe something and so he goes to this company and finds the person he thinks is the receptionist and she's like and she tells him the sale is being fast tracked um 
I was very sure in this moment she was going to be like, I'm not the receptionist, I'm the CEO. But she didn't say that to him. Um, Also, I think it's of note, not because this actually is of any significance, but just because of the fact that this has never happened before. We have the first, I think, person of color love interest, like, outside of the main gang. Unless you call Vanessa... No, but I'm including Vanessa in the gang. I think you're generous in that, but... She's she's biracial. No, no, but I'm being generous in that she's in the gang. You are being generous. Who else... Yeah, have we met any other... Well, there's the one... Love interest. Yeah, she's the first, for sure. Yeah, she's the first. Um... Too bad she's a terrible actress. And is given the worst clothes to wear. Oh, God. Really bad. Really bad outfits. Um, wait, also, I would just like to say at the brunch, just like quickly before we move on, Serena like stomps off or like leaves or whatever, and then Rufus and Lily are just like sadly left there, and then Rufus is like, don't worry, she'll come around. And I'm like, Rufus, you suck. I think Rufus maybe sucks more than Lily because he talked about a sad sack. He's like completely useless, and it's just like such a baby. And like, uh, he's not even like evil like Lily is. He just sucks. He's the worst. He like enables her bad behavior. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Chuck and Serena scheme. Um, Blair decides to like take this internship with her mother because the woman she actually wants to intern with is one of her mother's clients. Also, I think it's worth noting, just in, like, uh, like this is supposed to be, like, a visual gag, maybe. I don't know. This is so dumb. Blair is, like, in that, like, weird foyer, like, living room area in her apartment with, like, a giant whiteboard with, like, a picture of this woman that she wants to intern for. And it's insane because... Every time Eleanor, like, walks in the room, they, like, they, like, cover it with a sheet. And then it's, like, Blair, you have a room. Like, why are you doing this in, like, the most conspicuous place in the apartment? It's crazy. And why are you putting a sheet over it? It's so And also, it's not, like, whatever they have on the board is, like, not helpful. Also, like, why would Eleanor, like, be mad at her? Like, it's so stupid. Like, none of this makes any sense. No, it's very dumb. Um, let's see. Dan, meanwhile, has an... He has an interview for this internship at, like, 2.30. And he's going to go with Serena. But Serena never shows up. And instead of just going without her... Dan just doesn't go. I didn't understand any of this, like, subplot. It's like, Dan's just, like, sadly, like, waiting around for Serena, and he's like, oh, like, I can't go to my interview because, like, Serena's not here. And it's like, who gives a shit? Why are you waiting? 
Yeah, that was very strange. It's like, just go. You don't need to go with Serena. Yeah, I didn't understand this. I was like, this felt like a very, like, sloppily, like, written storyline. Like, written, like, ten minutes before they started shooting. Very bizarre. Um, But Serena is with Chuck while she's supposed to be with Dan. And they, they go into Lily's... Uh, security deposit box and find the affidavit that Lily forged on which Lily forged Serena's signature which they're going to try to use to get Ben out of jail yes so so then we have Chuck has a conversation with Lily and she explains that there's a reason was it, did she, did she have a conversation with Chuck? Am I skipping ahead? Wait, sorry, repeat what you just <laughs> Um, was this, did Chuck talk to Lily and she explained this or am I jumping ahead? Oh yeah, ahead? yeah, yeah, no, Lily explains she wants to sell Bass Industries and Chuck is like, I didn't really understand, but Chuck was like, okay, like this like checks out. Like kind of like Lily was, was this the point where Lily's like, we're going to sell it to, like, a trusted buyer so it doesn't get, like, devalued by, like, just someone, like, buying the company and, like, just selling it for parts. I, like, didn't really understand. It seemed like I don't think of Lily as a great businessman. <laughs> and, yes, I do mean businessman. Like, I don't know why Chuck seemed so convinced that Lily, like, had this idea, like, all planned out. I think it's so, this is, what is so frustrating about Lily is that she has no ability to communicate anything with anyone. This is the central problem on the show. There's no communication. And if she had just explained this to Chuck from the beginning, there would have been no issue. Did you take in anything I just said? No. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. My Google alert for Missy Elliott tour. <laughs> this is the article I just got. <laughs> this is of extreme importance. Okay. This is considered news, by the way. <laughs> 11 <laughs> I need you paying attention for I this. I am. Okay. <laughs> You're the worst. What is that? <laughs> okay, this is what my Google alert brought me. 11 bogus reasons Queen Latifah and Missy Elliott can't come out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, repeat what you said. Lily gets away with whatever because whatever. That's not what I said. You okay, what was... <laughs> You said something about Lily. That's true. I did. What you did were you not. Say? You were like looking at me and nodding, like maybe you were paying attention, but I knew you weren't. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Please repeat what you said. I said that. If Lily, 
would like Lily is a bad person. Don't get yes. me wrong. Lily does things that are morally questionable at best. But mm-hmm. if Lily would communicate with the people around her about what's going on, are you seriously looking at your phone again? No, I no, no, no. I heard. I accidentally pressed the play button on my phone, and I could like hear something like audio coming out of my headphones. I was like, okay, oh god. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, no, continue. If she would only communicate things with her children, yeah, like no, she, everything she, would yeah, be fine. Yeah. No, she definitely is, like, so tricky for no reason. It's like, yeah, I don't... And she, like, makes things seem more shady than they need to be. 100%. And it's like, what is... What's gonna happen? Like, every time she explains things, people are like, oh, that's reasonable. But she never does it. Going, It's like, learn your lesson. It's just... The show is about people making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Right? Yeah, this is a poorly written show. Oh my god. She's always like, oh, Charles, you wouldn't understand. Like, that's like the way she, like, that's like the way every conversation starts and ends. Well, well, Charles, I just, I did this for your well-being. I can't believe that you wouldn't trust me. Serena. Serena. Stop being ridiculous. Not this again. <laughs> Serena, oh, Serena, yes, you're, I know, I know that I put an innocent man in prison, but I'm oh, doing for your future. I'm doing what's best for this family. <laughs> oh my god, everything is like, but you're you're gonna ruin the family, Serena. <laughs> it's the worst. Completely insane. Um, okay, so. Okay, yeah, so Blair basically tells Serena that she's, like, treating Dan poorly and that Dan is, like, a sad boy because of Serena. Serena, yeah, I think this is, like, continues to be, like, Serena's, like, not a bad person. She's just a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, And then Blair decides to take the outfit for this billionaire woman instead of for Patty Blagojevich, which is iconic. I wish we got to see Patty's outfit. Um, and then I'm like, Lily is being so mean to Eric because he doesn't want to go to this like weird party. And it's like, why does Eric have to go? And she's like, we have to put up a strong front like for the family. And he's like, what? Like, no. And I'm like, like just leave Eric alone. Let and Eric like, live. Truly, let Eric, like, go to, like, some weird, like, rave in, like, Gowanus or something. <laughs> Do you think that's what Eric's into? No, I think Eric's, like, extremely tragic and, like, has, like, he, like, shuts down. He's, like, a robot that's, like... He powers down for the night, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and then, basically, okay, this is something that we skipped over, but... Serena couldn't find the judge at the beginning of the episode because Lily, like, paid him off to stay in the city while Serena was looking for him, which is insane craziness. This is the, this is like a serial killer psycho, like, behavior. It's so crazy. It's just, again, this is like one of those situations where you just say, like, Serena, I understand that 
you're upset with me. I don't blame you. This was like insane behavior. I totally get it. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tie to the judge. We're going to explain the situation and we're going to get Ben out of prison. You're totally right. I shouldn't have done this. And, um, and like you, it's really important that you don't go around me because if you do, I could go to prison. Yeah. Problem. What solved. if we just like rewrote this show in? It would be it would take over like fifteen minutes to yeah, yeah. so fast because it would just be like, hey, just so you know, like this is going on in my life, and then the parents would be like, oh, okay, um, thanks for letting me know. Here's how I like. I think you should deal with that. Like, I understand that. Like, sometimes it's hard growing up. Blah blah blah. Like, sometimes like we don't make good decisions, but like I love you and I respect you and I trust you because you're my child. And, um, it would like be great. That would be great. (laughs) That would be the end of the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Poor communication is truly, again, what's so frustrating about this show is that we, we never get anywhere, you know? Yeah, we're literally, like, Serena and Dan are, like, still, like, breaking up and then getting back together. This has been going on for, like, four years. It's very upsetting. They're all in the same weird, horrible, incestuous, like, circle for the past four years. They truly all need to, like, make more friends. Yeah, none of them have any friends. It's very sad. They have minions. Blair has minions. Blair has no... Remember when Blair, like, didn't have any friends? Yeah, and like I feel like that was like that was really sad. For that Blair. was maybe the dark. That was maybe the darkest storyline that's happened on the show. Is <laughs> Blair like not being able to make friends? I just. I killed this fly. I swear to God, I crushed it with my hand. <laughs> it was dead. I flicked it onto the counter, and I was walking around. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh my god, I got a funny story to tell you. Um, it's not really funny, but it's kind of funny. Okay, okay so <laughs> okay, so basically, um, when Blair gets to this woman's apart or like hotel to like deliver her outfit this woman indra i think is her name literally she gets there and like she's like able to like get her way into the hotel room and then like her mom has like somehow like gotten there like before like figured her out beforehand which is like i don't think this physically could have happened this actually i guess like a phone call is faster than like a taxi but it was just like Literally, like, all of her shit is gone from this hotel room, and there's, like, a scary note on, like, a mannequin. (laughs) And it's like, I know what you did, Blair. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So we go to this party, and everyone naturally is at this party for some reason. Um, Can we talk about... Blair. She looks great. Blair does look great. This is, like, maybe the best she's ever looked. I disagree. I think the best she ever looked was that night when she said goodbye to Chuck. And the red dress or yeah. whatever. She looked great. This is a very close second, though. She looks she amazing. Looks really good. She looks really good. She looks really good. You're not wrong. 
She's wearing like um like a black embellished like ball gown kind of thing. Is that it's strapless? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It just looks good. It looks great. She's it just wearing looks good. The jewelry is a little bit much. I don't remember what the jewelry looks like. She's wearing a very chunky necklace and a very large ring. It's not the worst, but it's Oof. a lot. You know what's the worst? What? Lily's outfit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> how do we even, how does one describe it? It's like loosely ruched, like silver satin, not satin. It's like silver, like lame. <laughs> and her her sleeves are like they're like those like puffy sleeves, but like yeah. not enough. Yeah, it's just in very. It's like it wants to be like it probably is like love lava. <laughs> I don't know your face. Like maybe sure. <laughs> But it's very, like, neither here nor there. It's, like, just kind of, like, a sad, poofy, silver dress with, like, a high neck, if I'm remembering correctly. It's so, so, like, profoundly unflattering. And it's, like, it'd be cool if she, like, it'd be cool if, like, it, it was a different neckline or if her hair was different or she had, like, different styling, but she just, like... Looks so uptight with this like weird like eighties dress on. Yeah, it was like, it but it was like it was eighties but like not enough. Yeah, I know it was weird. It needed like twenty percent more of whatever. Yeah, and she it needed was. to have like big like frizzed out hair or something like fun and all yeah. this weird like uptight like sad hairdo. I agree. I agree. Um. So we find out that so Chuck goes to talk to Thorpe, who is this industrialist, whatever, and he finds out that the woman he talked to, who he thought was the receptionist, is actually Thorpe's daughter. Her name is Raina. I expect that we should like note that because I suspect she's going to be like sleeping with Chuck a whole bunch before eventually she gets phased out. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's exactly correct. <laughs> Thorpe makes a big point. So Thorpe, I do want to note, is played by the same guy who played, um, like, one of the mayor's employees in Spin City who was, like, flamboyantly gay. How do you remember any of the characters from Spin City? That show was, like, from, like, 1997. Because I was in love with Michael J. Fox as a child, and so I watched so much Spin City. How could you not be? He was so cute. I feel like I also... I feel like, was I too young to watch Spin City? I feel like I, like, caught, like, bits and pieces of it and was like, what? I feel like it might have been just slightly... Before your time. Wasn't, like, Helen Hunt on Spin City? No, Helen Hunt was on Mad About You. Oh. Who was in Spin City? Michael J. Fox. This guy. There was, like, a woman. She wasn't Helen Helen Hunt-esque. She was Michael J. Fox's love interest, but, like, much taller than him. She was kind of, like, red-haired. What? I'm just going to look her up. This is what insane. What happened to Helen Hunt? She's, like, living her life, man. She I has, she's like, like, a really kids. good Instagram. 
she probably does like an amazing hold on I'm about to like blow everyone's mind or else she doesn't have an Instagram Helen it's definitely Helen. one of those two things oh man Charlie Sheen took over from Michael J. Fox wait are, are they remaking Mad About You or are they just like reading it I have no idea oh it was Connie Britton who was on it and, oh. and Heather Locklear. Wait, they're reviving Mad About You. What? 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 With with Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt? Yeah, I think <gasps> so. What? I want to do a podcast about that. I oh love, my god. That was a great show. Paul Reiser. I see you. Yay, Scotland likes it. I see you movie. Hunt's nervy performance is the outwardly unsympathetic Jackie struggling to remain a dutiful wife and loving mother in the face of bitter recriminations and sinister revelations is finally rendered. You guys, Helen Hunt is like having like a career resurgence. Um, oh my God, Paul Reiser looks so fucking old. He was just—he was on the second season of uh, Stranger Things. Oh, I never again. I I can't do that. Wait, is you Helen, guys is, Helen Hunt? What? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I have gotta do a little bit more investigation before I say this. What were you gonna say? Is Helen Hunt a lesbian? <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> oh my god, look at this picture of Helen Hunt and a puppy. I can't I can't see that at all. I'm also on her Instagram. Okay, I'm gonna send this to you. It's so good. I hope oh they my god, are. this book is so cute. Oh. Is is Helen Hunt a lesbian? A lesbian. Oh my god. Answers.com. No, she was married to actor Hank Azaria. <laughs> is she bisexual? Is Ellen Hunt queer? <laughs> is maybe she's like a queer child? Actress Helen Hunt mistaken for Jodie Foster again. LGBTQ nation. <laughs> Oh my god, apparently people thought that People like think that Helen Hunt is gay You know, I will say That Helen Hunt was the Subject of my bisexual awakening (laughs) Did it It did begin with Helen Hunt (laughs) I mean No, but like it certainly Began with Helen Hunt Oh, Helen Hunt would be the best lesbian This is bullshit (laughs) She would be I hope that she secretly is and comes out. Yeah, fuck Hank Azaria, who I guess she's not married to anymore. Anyway, um... Probably because she's a lesbian. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, so... Basically, Lily lied to Chuck about Thorpe buying Bass Industries, and Thorpe makes this weird, like, he's like, Oh, I hated your dad, and if, if if I was buying the company, I would buy it for cheap and then destroy it or whatever and it's like what like this is so like cartoon character villain this is like 
who cares? Um, and then Lily's like yelling at Serena. She's like, Serena, you're gonna destroy the family. 